Every. When was the last time you thought about every? That's each and every one, every. It's a little overwhelming. Every car, every house, every game, every tree, every song, every cup of coffee. What am I missing? People. Every person. I'd like us to talk and think about that this morning. Let me pray for us. Lord, would you speak to each and every one of us today? Would you guide my words? Would you use in the hearts of all of us? By your Holy Spirit, we are trusting you to speak to us today. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Throughout the Bible, God makes reference to everyone, every person, and all people. There's 634 references to every in the ESV. But there's also references to all and to each person. Let me review some familiar verses to many people. Mark says in chapter 16, Jesus said, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. The famous verse in John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his begotten son, his only begotten son, that whoever, the every part there, believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. In Acts chapter 1, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be by witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. Jesus was commissioning his disciples and us to go to people we know locally, regionally, the marginalized, those from a different culture, and ultimately to the entire world, to everyone, everywhere. How are we doing? How are you doing at this? How am I doing at this, at reaching every? The Apostle Paul speaks to this as well. In Colossians 1, 28, he says, We proclaim him, admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom, so that we may present every man and woman complete in Christ. In Philippians this famous verse, verses in chapter 2, 10, 9, 10, and 11. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth, every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. In crew, one of our key verses, one of the verses that we talk about a lot is in the Book of Matthew 28, the last three verses, familiar to most people. Jesus came and said to them, All authority has been given to me on heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Every ethnic group, literally. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And one last uh, couple set of verses in the book of Revelation. If you have a Bible, turn there to Revelation chapter 7. You can use the physical Bible or your phone. Flip or tap your way to Revelation 7. 
In this chapter, Revelation 7, the Apostle John paints a, fence, a fascinating picture for us of the throne room of God. And this is what it says, starting in verse 9. And after this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne, before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. And crying out with a loud voice, they said, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Did you notice every nation, every tribe, every people group, every language? Four different words in the Greek. Fascinating. It's a great multitude that no one can number. The president, current president of Campus Crusade for Christ International, a guy named Steve Sellers, recently said, if there was ever a generation that had the fulfillment of the Great Commission within our sight and within our grasps, it is ours. It's very exciting times that we're living in. We and crew are seeing some amazing results as we work together with the body of Christ to present and proclaim Christ around the world. God has been using crew all around the world as we go about fulfilling our calling, which is to help fulfill the Great Commission by winning, building, and sending in the power of the Holy Spirit and help the body of Christ in evangelism and discipleship. Crew International has ministries in almost every country around the globe. In 67 of those countries, we've experienced church multiplication the third or more generations through church, uh, through Cruise global church movements. It's a hard one to say. In 2020, Cruise digital properties were seen by more than 200 million people. One of those strategies in the digital strategy area is something called everystudent.com. Last year in 2020, nearly 60 million people came to that site of everystudent.com in one of 29 different languages. They were looking to find out if God is real, if he exists, and if he will help them. 907,000 people indicated that they asked Jesus into their lives while they were at the site. That's more than 2,400 people every day coming to Christ through that one strategy. Articles and videos give students compelling reasons to consider Jesus Christ. Students email us with personal, honest questions in their search for God, and each receives a personal email. There's another site called everyperson.com. So people are coming to know Christ around the world, people who will be in that throne room with us if you know Christ. This morning you'll hear a number of stories of students right here in the UP who have come to know Christ through the ministry of crew. Here in the UP, there are 24 to 25,000 college students on eight campuses in 10 different locations. Crew is active at Michigan Tech and right here at NMU. Students from those two campuses account for about two-thirds of all the college students, college and university students here in the UP, but there are more to reach. We often wonder as a team on how we can reach out to each and every one of them. What about you? 
Have you ever wondered about how to reach the people on your street, in your neighborhood? How about all the people in Marquette, or Nagani, or Gwynn? What about the 300,000 people here in the UP? Each and every one. Our hope today is to give you a little glimpse in what we do with CREW, how we do campus ministry, and why we do it. We want to offer you an opportunity to swim in the pool we swim in on a daily basis. If we think back of Revelation 7, we and CREW want to be used by God to help, fulfill the, help fill that throne room with people. Now, there's another very famous person in CREW that I would like to quote today. He's actually here with us. His name is Jared O'Connor. He's our team leader for the crew ministry here, and you will hear from Jared shortly. He's a very famous person. I've heard Jared say this quote a number of times. It's very compelling to me. This is what Jared said, has said, will say, probably will say again. I spent the majority of my life longing for heaven, thinking of all the joys and experiences that I will have side by side with Christ. One day I realized, though, that of all the infinite new ways in which I will know Christ there in heaven, there will be some things that I will never have in heaven. There are some joys, privileges, and experience that if I do not get to experience them here, I never will. In heaven, I will never get to know what it is like to be used as a tool of God to share the gospel with someone else. I will never get to feel his heart for the lost as we work together on the mission of fulfilling the Great Commission. And, to find, uh, and I will never get the privilege of suffering for the name of Christ. There are no faster growing bonds than shared mission and shared suffering. And if we don't get the chance to know Christ through joining in his mission and his suffering while here on earth, then in all the infinite heavens, I never will. I'm struck by that idea. We and crew are missionaries. We're called to, reach, to take the gospel to reach people, do whatever it takes to cross cultural boundaries, just like Jesus did, to take the life-changing message of Jesus to every person, because God cares about every person. So you and I need to care about every person. We want to help fill that throne room in heaven with a beautifully diverse group of people from every village, every community, every city, every tribe, every nation, every tongue, who will be worshiping the Lord in heaven. What a glorious sight that will be. I hope you're there. We've been asked by our leadership and crew to start every day by saying, Lord, what would you want me to do today to help win people to Christ, to build them in their faith, and to reach others Christ. Would you join us in praying that for yourself today and every day? We want people to move from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. We want to move them from isolation and brokenness to reconciliation and forgiveness. We want to help people move from a place of despair to a place where they're overwhelmed by the lavish love of Christ. There's a lost tradition in our country Young boys wanting to see a baseball game without flies, <laughs> but can't afford a ticket, so they look for a knothole in a fence 
to peer into that baseball game. They want to get a glimpse of what's happening at the game and maybe see something amazing. Can you imagine looking through a knothole to see a baseball game? Now, imagine if you and I could get a glimpse of God's heart for every, for every person. My hope is that you and I have had a glimpse into God's heart for every. Have you found the knot hole where you can see God's heart for every? One day, if you and I believe in Jesus Christ as our Savior, which I do, we will be in that throne room in heaven crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. You and I have the privilege of being part of filling that throne room with people from every tribe, every tongue, every people group, and every nation. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, would you expand our hearts for every, for every person and every tribe and every nation and every tongue. Would you give us a passion to tell others how they can know Jesus Christ as Savior? Even this week, Lord, would you give each of us an opportunity where we can tell someone else about Jesus Christ? And, Lord, would you give us the boldness to open our mouths and tell them? We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our next speaker is Michelle Baumgartner. Michelle has been with us. Uh, since she was a college student. Some of us call her Mish. Uh, she's been our team for a number of years, and you will love what Michelle or Mish has to say. Michelle. Um, this semester in our staff meetings, we've continually come back to the North Star of multiplying disciples. Crew's founder, Bill Bright, once described Crew as a leaf on the twig of the branch of the body of Christ. Here's a picture on the screen of a branch of a branch of a branch of the crew discipleship family. This is more the women's side. And this is just a snippet of what I'm aware of. There are so many more people involved in this tree. Susan has discipled and coached me ever since my sophomore year, which was in 2006. And discipleship is honestly one of my very favorite parts of what we get to do on campus. This semester, I get to connect with women, amazing women, who are walking with Jesus, giving away the gospel, and multiplying their faith. Something new we've been trying this semester is asking sophomore, junior, and senior women to meet up in pairs or pods, two or three, first-year students, and go through a five-week series called Life Concepts. It's a simple Bible study to help ground believers in the basics of the Christian faith. Topics include how to be sure you have a relationship with God, what it looks like to experience God's love and forgiveness, and how do we live the Christian life in God's power through the Holy Spirit instead of trying to do it in our own strength. This series is one that students can walk through with others and then turn around and multiply. It's a great study for new believers and seasoned believers as they help equip others to grow in the gospel. We want to help equip students to walk with the Lord for a lifetime, 
and be equipped to make an impact for Christ wherever God leads them. Here's what some of our leaders have to say as they've taken steps of faith to go through life concepts with first years. Ari shared that in the life concept groups, I have seen how God has been at work and continues to be at work in the lives of first year students at Northern. I have been meeting with two awesome women of God who have learned a lot growing up, but are hungry for more. It's so cool to be a part of them taking that step out, outside of their comfort zone and into where God wants them. As I have been a part of leading these women towards God, I am faced with how unqualified I am, but how good God is. I am flawed and broken, but because God is working through me, good comes out of discipleship. It's very encouraging to see women wanting to follow God with all that they have and all that they do. Riley shared that this has been her first time leading a small group Bible study, and she asked if during our discipleship time with her and I, if we could go through the first lesson. And so we did that and looked at how we can be sure about having a relationship with God. And then she turned around and went through that lesson with two first years and was so excited sharing that these are basics, but they never grow old. Kelsey shared that being a leader and crew this year has already given me the passion to want to grow my relationship with the Lord, and that is something I will forever be grateful for. Next, Jared, who leads our team here in the UP, will come up and share a glimpse of how God is reaching students across the UP. Jared and Allison are a dynamic duo. With their five amazing kids, Jared oozes kingdom vision, and Allison is super mom, who reflects the gospel both at home and on campus half day a week. Thank you, Mish. Um, so one of the things that has marked crew from the very beginning um, that Dave has already shared about is a passion to follow Christ's command to make disciples of all nations and to proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. So making disciples starts with, um, well, going out and actually proclaiming the gospel. Uh, that's actually how you find disciples. So what, this is what we normally refer to as evangelism. Now in crew, we have three different uh, modes or types um, of evangelism, the first of which is probably what you would think of um, when I first start talking about it. Um, so this is what we call ministry mode evangelism. So this is, uh, the defining feature of this is that this is when we go out and talk to people that we don't know, um, whether we're going on campus, um, talking to random people, or doing surveys and finding people that want to talk to us. Um, but one of the, uh, the ways that I got to do this this year, um, we had a whole lot of surveys that were done by the students up at Michigan Tech, and so I was able to go with Nathaniel, he's a sophomore, um, at Michigan Tech, um, we met with a guy named Miles. Uh, Miles indicated that he was interested in a spiritual conversation, so we met up with him on campus um, and went through a survey, kind of um, digging into his life. And uh, as you know, he said that he had grown up in church, um, but he didn't really, um, you know, understand a lot of like, you know, what he said there. And so I asked him if I could, if I could, you know, explain like the main message of the Bible. He said absolutely. He was he was very excited. Um, so we were able to walk through that and, and actually show him the message of the gospel, that God loved him, um, wanted a relationship with him, um, and wanted to save him from his sins. And he prayed right then and there, uh, this is the first week of August, um, to receive Christ. And we actually just had a men's retreat a couple weeks ago where um, he was actually there. And he, so he's been a part of Nathaniel's Bible study. It's been really exciting um, to see him grow. The second mode or type of evangelism is what we call natural evangelism. So now this is... Uh, the people that we already know. So 
all of us, right? We all have natural pathways into the lives of others that God has given us. We all have family members. We have coworkers. We have, um, you know, that due to the gym that we nod at, you know, every week. Um, you know, God's put other people in our lives, and God has given us the responsibility and the privilege of being able to share with them uh, the good news about what he's done for them. And so this uh, natural mode is probably best um, say best lived out um, by a guy named Julian. He's a guy from Fresno, California, who's up here at um, Northern. Um, sorry. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think I had my slides out of order. Um, so Julian is an incredible guy. He's on the Greco-Roman wrestling team here at Northern. So he's been, this is his second year up here. And this guy, like, every, every week that we get to meet for like a couple hours, it's like just a different conversation of like, you know, hey, here's this dude that, you know, I've got to talk to. Like, his whole team knows that he is, like, he's the Christian guy. Like, they all know him. Like, you know, he's got like verses, you know, on, on his board outside his room. Um, and so he's just constantly looking for opportunities of where he can share um, the good news about Christ with everybody on his team. Um, and even just the ways like seeing like that they all see, right, God's love in him. Um, but he's actively living out um, what it means to, um, to follow Christ in, you know, in his, the community that God's put him. Uh, the third mode um, is what we call body evangelism. Now, this is when we're actually inviting people into the body of Christ. Now, there's something really interesting that happens in the body of Christ, right? So it's, you know, we love each other. You know, we know that we can, um, I can love only because Christ first loved me, right? And so when we're actually loving each other, right, as Christ intended, um, as Christ loved us, it's actually the, the real, literal love of Christ that, we're, that God's using us to love other people with. So when we're doing that as a body, right, now to the outside world, this is like this love literally looks alien, right? Well, because it is, right? It's not from here. This is from Christ. And so we get to, um, people get to come in and experience um, what that's like. So uh, at Michigan Tech, um, they have, it's about one-sixth international students. So there's a student named Mike who's been really intentional the past three or four years of reaching out to all the international students there. At uh, this past semester, there's a, a guy from India named Debayan who has been, uh, he uh, met Mike and he started coming to crew, just kind of wanting to check things out. Um, and so Mike's been really, really intentional about keeping inviting him in, you know, into the body of Christ and seeing what that's like. He actually came to our fall retreat um, where I got to meet him. And we had a bonfire kind of towards the end of retreat. We were all going around, you know, sharing all the things that we were learning. And Debian said, you know, that, you know, well, I'm not a Christian, um, but, you know, this is the most fun I've had without alcohol since I was 12. Um, and so I really enjoyed this. But he shared with me afterwards that, you know, he's been processing, you know, that he, he wanted to make a decision about Christ by the end of the semester of whether or not he would follow Christ. Um, and so at our men's retreat a couple weeks ago, uh, Debian was there and uh, we actually, um, we have one of the students there has an island out towards um, Michigami. So we were on the boat out to the island and I was talking with Mike and he shared with me that Debian had actually indicated, had made his decision and that he had decided to follow Christ. And it was just incredible to see how God used all of the believers there to demonstrate what the love of God looks like um, to him. And so, yeah, this is what we call um, body mode evangelism. Um, so yeah, God is working in some incredible ways through students' lives to reach other students on campus. Um, and we're just really excited to be able to get to be a part of it. Um, so next we're actually gonna have Susan come up. Um, Susan is a very, very uh, encouraging person. She's been on staff for 40 plus years. And uh, her perseverance is definitely inspiration to me. So thank you. Thanks, 
Jared. So one of the joys of being involved in ministry is seeing that glimpse of what God is doing, which you've heard a lot already. But then he invites us into it. He actually wants us to be a part of that. And God, as you've heard, has invited us into some amazing conversations this fall. The first person I want to tell you about, I actually was with Alexi, and Alexi is part of our staff team with Matt, and she is a joy to go on campus with because she's energetic and she wants to learn, and um, she and Matt are actually having a baby next month, so that's very special. But Alexi and I went up to a, a young man who was sitting on the grass by a tree one late afternoon, and we asked him if we could go through a spiritual interest questionnaire with him. And he said, yes. And the first question says, what three words would you use to describe your life right now? And he said, apathetic and drab. That made us so sad. He was clearly not a very happy young man. He had gone to church with his grandparents as a young child, but it was a super negative experience for him. He did believe that Jesus was a real person. He wasn't very open about having more spiritual conversation, but he did take the gospel um, booklet that we offered to him. So what this showed me is there's so many people and students that have this I'm okay facade, but if you talk a little deeper, you see really how much they're hurting and how much they're broken. They need Jesus. We were thankful we were able to talk to Al. Michelle and I, another day, approached a gal named Emily who was in Jamrich Hall, and we asked if she, we could do a questionnaire with her. And she was so open to talking, and we had a great conversation. And she told us that um, a half a year ago, she would have said she was at a zero in her spiritual interest level on a scale from one to 10. And she has a Muslim roommate currently, and they've been having spiritual conversations. And she said now she's at a five on that scale from one to 10 in her spiritual interest. So God lovingly and sovereignly led us to her so that she could explore Christianity a little bit more. And she took the gospel booklet and she said she would look at it more on her own. So God's at work in people's lives and we're so glad he led us to Emily so we could point her to Jesus. The last story is about Megan and Kelsey, who is a gal I get to disciple. She and I went up to a girl sitting by the library and Megan was super, super open to going through the questionnaire and talking with us. And she was interested in hearing the gospel through our booklet that we presented to her. God was definitely at work in Megan's life. And I'd like to read to you what um, Kelsey wrote about this experience. She said, going witnessing with Susan was such an amazing experience for me. I had never heard of doing this before I came to crew this year. And I was so excited to see what would happen. Before searching for people, Susan and I prayed together for God to provide us with an opportunity to have a meaningful conversation with someone about him. And boy, did he provide. We approached Megan, who was sitting alone at a table, and we asked her if we could sit with her and if we could ask her a few questions regarding life and faith. And she said yes. We had the most amazing responses from her, which led Susan and I to be comfortable enough to ask if we could go through the booklet with her. By the end of our conversation, Megan had told us that she would be interested in praying on her own to accept Jesus into her heart. It was so amazing to see God work firsthand and something I will never forget. I am so thankful for Susan doing that with me, and above all, 
I am so thankful God provided us with the opportunity to share this amazing truth with Megan. Those kinds of things make ministry so rich, just to see how God is changing students' lives. Well, um, Megan is an athlete, so she, wasn't, she doesn't have much margin in her life to get together. But Kelsey sees her in the dining hall, and she's making efforts to continue to reach out to her. So God is at work in people's lives when we step on out, out in faith. It's sometimes scary, but we're invited into what he's doing. And for some crazy reason, he chooses to, uh, he chooses to use us who are broken and needy to reach other broken and needy people and tell them about his love and forgiveness. We have a definition in crew of successful witnessing, and it is taking the initiative to share Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit and leaving the results to God. And really, that's all we can do. Pray, go, tell people about God's truth, and leave the results to God. I have no doubt he's still working in the lives of Al and Emily and Megan, and I'm thankful he's working in Kelsey's life and my life to continue to give us the desire to share the gospel. And, speaking of thanks, we are very thankful for you as a body of Christ here. You really make all this possible um, through your prayers and friendship and financial giving that helps us partner together to reach people for Christ. And now we get to hear from Jared again, our team leader who's doing an amazing job, and he's gonna just share some closing comments and let you know about the workshops that will follow this service. Right, so yes, our ABF uh, classes are working a little bit different today. Um, so uh, don't just go back to the normal classroom that you go to. So you'll see uh, up on the screen that there are four workshops that we're gonna be giving. Um, just, we've been talking a lot about like the what we do, we're gonna talk a little bit about the how we do it. Um, and a lot of the things that um, are gonna be applicable um, to everyone, not just to college ministry. So in the Wheat Room, uh, we're going to have Discipleship 102 with Dave. Um, that would be a fantastic one for learning how to uh, help others grow. Uh, in classroom two, Susan is going to share some creative strategies about how to share your faith um, from some of the things we've learned on how to, um, how to talk with people. Uh, in classroom three, Matt and Mish are going to share about ministering to the LGBTQ community, which is something that, um, you know, on a college campus that we, you know, face fairly often. Um, and then I'm going to be sharing in classroom eight about what it means um, to live life on mission. Um, so... Look through those, uh, see which one of those you feel like um, you would really want to grow in, and uh, yeah, go to that classroom and not just your normal one. Unless it happens to be your normal one, then it's okay. Um, so one of the last things I just wanted to share and really just kind of challenge um, all of us with, um, as Dave you know, talked about um, reaching the every, I just really want to challenge us to think about how do I reach the every in my life? You know, as we talk about, you know, that <clears throat> I said we have all have natural, natural pathways, how do I reach every family member, every coworker? How do we reach every neighbor? How can God use me to reach every of those people? And another way of even thinking about it too, um, that David shared from Acts 1.8, it's when Jesus said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth, right? So there's this idea of like almost concentric circles of like moving out from where you're at and going further, right? You know, Jerusalem, right, would be our, you know, our own Marquette where we live. You know, Judea would be this, you know, the area around it. So it'd be like the, the whole Upper Peninsula. How do we reach them? Samaria would be, you know, the area that's close to you, but, you know, nobody goes to. So like Ishpeming. Um, you know, 
but then also that all of us are also called to reach the ends of the earth. So as we think not just about, you know, in our own Jerusalem, our own circles where God's given us, how can God use me to reach these people here? But how also can I be used by God to reach the UP, Ishpeming, um, or even the rest of the world? Um, yeah, so I just want to leave you guys with that. Um, and uh, we'll come up to our praise band again. Thank you.